I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey there, C-Note here, aka Christian Rivera, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about a a recent emotional grip I've been in. I I think I'm still kind of in it. I'm kind of on the other side, like I'm trying to get out of it uh, a little bit. But mostly the, I've talked about the grip before on this channel, and for INTPs, the grip can be sometimes sudden and unexpected, and you're not really sure why. I've noticed a tendency of mine to continue to try to do more thinkery things and trying to like push myself to keep learning, or I keep assuming I just need to like, I just need to learn, figure something out. I just need to go down a rabbit hole. And much of the time, I'm actually just doing introverted thinking automatically. Like I'm, I'm just explaining things or researching things or thinking about things or thinking about how to explain something pretty much all the time. When I have to think about doing that, that usually means that's not what I need. Usually it means I need more connection and I need more conversation or I need to actually test my theories and ideas against people then see what they think. And uh, that can be a real challenge to realize that. And, and it, I don't notice it in real time. I usually am going down a rabbit hole and I'm like, this is not making me feel better. I, I just, I don't feel good. I can't focus. And usually it's like mental. So usually I notice that my brain's not working <laughs> is when I start to feel like mm, something's off here. And one of the reasons that happens to me, like it might not happen to you because maybe you go to an office regularly, you do actually interact with people regularly. Uh, I work from home, my wife's an ENFP, uh, and I don't typically have extroverted feeling interactions around me. Uh, I get plenty of emotional interactions with my wife and intuitive conversation, Um, but there isn't a lot of spaces where I can just like completely unleash my introverted thinking and get my opinions out there or my thoughts out there and uh, have that calibrated or just, or just vibe or just have a comfort, you know, just like energetically connect with somebody, uh, that, that doesn't happen as often as I would like. So that is a challenge to, uh, suddenly feel the need for that almost out of nowhere. Right. So it, it's a really tricky thing and tricky to the point where, uh, I feel, I feel a little out of practice. That's why like, I feel a little stuttery looking at the camera and talking on camera, uh, even speaking up, you know, I'm kind of doing a lot in my head. So it's, it's, uh, you sort of fall out of practice, uh, if you're not doing it regularly, which is why like this channel has been always so important to me because 
I get feedback from you in the comments and such like that. Uh, I do want to offer some coaching. I'm working on an offering, so pay attention to that. And uh, documenting these things, right, when we're dealing with these kind of uh, tricky emotional uh, waves and not knowing what to do with them. Uh, so uh, I know music helps. Music always helps me. And I started watching, like, trash TV. That sometimes helps, too. Like, things where there are very obviously displayed emotions, right? Very simplistic, easy-to-understand emotions are something that usually fills the cup a little bit also. Because um, usually what's happening with the grip, the grip is asking you to pay attention to that part of yourself. You know, a uh, personality hacker calls it the three-year-old, the inferior function, and... Uh, it is like that. After a while, you could ignore the baby screaming for ice cream for as long as you want, and, and after a while, it's going to catch up to you, right? And you have to give it attention. And that's basically like the emotional side. When you get surprisingly emotional or you have a lot of things you need to say out loud and process and you don't even know how you feel until you start, still, until you start talking, uh, those are the moments that uh, it just it just hits you and you don't feel like yourself. And... It's really difficult. Now, for me, I, I think compounded with potential, potentially ADHD, uh, I get hyperfixated. I get hyperfixations on projects or on social media or whatever, uh, research rabbit holes. And it is really hard to come up for air and just find a place to just start talking. And um, especially to get to somewhere where I, I know I'll get some sort of feedback for what I'm saying. You know, whether or not I make sense, whether or not I'm coherent, whether or not I'm helpful, uh, there comes a time where you do so much of that internal work that it just gets filled up and you have to put it somewhere, right? I've met INTPs who, once they finally meet someone who is willing to listen, it's just like, it's like, um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a crude uh, example, but it, it's kind of like, um, being excited with a new sexual partner for the first time. It's like you want to throw the kitchen sink at everything and you just want to do it all. And it's like, no, 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 stop. <laughs> There's like an eagerness, right, is what I'm saying. So like as an INTP, if you're, uh, you finally met a person who's willing to listen to you, just kind of ramble and is interested in something you have to say, it's like, the fire hose has un unleashed and you're just like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, uh, that's usually a sign that there's not enough regular intervals of expression. You know, I, I experience that all the time. You know, I'm, this is what's happening now. It's like, uh, I feel like I could have taken a little bit more time to try to organize my thoughts, but I also feel like I'm in a place where organizing my thoughts is like not great right now. So I'm just turning on the camera and talking, right? My, um, my, my former studio space, it's not my studio space anymore, but tonight I'm hosting a mental wellness open mic night. I've done it a couple times. It's actually really good for extroverted feeling practice get on stage and I basically MC the show. So I help people get on stage. I support them. I, I create the container I, I, uh, in terms of um, making people feel welcome and all that stuff. And I do a little bit of spiel, so I get to talk a little bit on stage up front because it's my show. So uh, I'll share like something around mental health or something around personality types or 
some way to kind of prime people to get ready to be present in the space with people. And uh, I find that if I've got too much gunk clogging the pipes, I can't do that well. So right now I've got, I've had like a couple of video ideas and now I'm just talking, right? Like I need to just, bleh, I just need to get stuff out there and get it out of my brain. And, um, you know, this is a way to do that. So, uh, getting that out there is important. So I think, as I said, noticing it coming on the, the, the signs there were usually noticing that I'm looking for introverted thinking things intentionally when usually that means I need extroverted feeling stuff. Usually it means I need attention, I need hugs, I need to complain to somebody, <laughs> uh, or I need to write in my journal. Uh, I do have a journal, I've been doing that lately, that's really helpful to extrovert my feelings, right? Get it out there in some way, shape, or form. And do it in a way that's like without fear of judgment, you know? And um, once I start doing that and I realize I hit my my sort of limit with executive functioning, I, I, the difficult part is sticking with it because I, I just want to default to doing introverted thinking INTP things, right? I just want to go back into my cave and, and close the door. <laughs> but uh, what is being demanded of me is connection and attention. And one of the things I really start to feel is like separated. I feel disconnected. I feel like I don't understand what it means to be a person anymore. And um, I know that's like reported as a general INTP thing, but I think there is an extreme of it even further where you're just like, does anyone even like me? Does anyone even know who I am? Does anyone even care? Do I, would anyone be there for me if I'm having problems? Is that my fault? Am I not nourishing my connections enough? And I think all of those were true to some degree. Um, but part of it was because I hadn't taken time to actually check in with my connections. So the other thing I did was just starting to text people and to say like, either, hey, I'm thinking about you or uh, or just answering messages that I had left on read, you know, without realizing I, I wasn't responding to them. And, and I think specifically in this moment in time, I was avoiding some extroverted feeling. I was avoiding connection. I think there was a part of me that knows that I'm in a time period right now where I'm changing. There's a lot of internal identity shifts going on for me personally letting go of a lot of things and with letting go comes setting new boundaries with means setting a new trajectory it means um, having to assert myself and assert my needs and asserting my needs and asserting myself is uh, something that welcomes feedback and I have something in me that's really averse to negative feedback I think I think INTPs in general can have a challenge with feedback but I there's something specifically for me around getting extroverted thinking feedback. So in a work-related context, if I'm telling someone, no, I don't want to do this, I have terrible anxiety and fear about the rejection that's going to come from that or what the response is going to be. And so I'm working through that personally, but uh, I recognize that that was something I was avoiding some getting some feedback around. So avoiding feedback could be uh, another sign that you're not doing enough uh, emotional expression and connection work, you know, for me. And it really is about connection. It's about relatability. It's asking that question, like, do I feel connected? Am I relatable? And who do I relate to? Like, where do I belong? Where do I fit in? And I've always been a bit of a chameleon, 
Like even in high school, I was always going from group to group. I wasn't popular, but I wasn't, I wasn't a nerd where I wasn't welcome anywhere. I, I just kind of fit in wherever I showed up. And uh, that still applies today. I, I have like, I dabble in everything where it feels like a lot of people are very stuck in specific cultures where they're, you know, related to politics or religion or uh, being in the city versus being in the country. I feel like I can go wherever I want to go. And uh, that's always been a superpower. But at times that makes me feel like, where do I belong? You know, do I really belong anywhere? And why do I want to belong? Is that relevant? Does it matter? <laughs> you know, there's some kind of big picture esoteric questions showing up there too. Uh, but it is ultimately coming down to like, am I cared for? Like who, who actually cares? And not just like lip service, but like, how does that show up in like actions? Like who's going to offer to support me or help me? Right. I, I just got a lovely message from someone who's practicing, um, Jungian psychology and has offered me to do work with her for free. Like, that's incredible. That makes me feel loved. That makes me feel cared for. Um, you know, things my wife does for me all the time makes me feel loved and cared for. Um, and some of it is like a gratitude practice of seeing it. You know, sometimes it's just not taking stock of it. And that's part of the journaling is like writing it down and saying like, no, I, I, I it's actually this, these people are the ones that are close to me. Like, cause sometimes that, um, being liked or being appreciated could be esoteric, right? It could be like, does some vague YouTuber notice me? <laughs> does um, some person on the internet recognize me? Is it getting a bunch of likes? Is it getting a bunch of attention? Getting money for something, right? Like that kind of feedback. When it's really like doing an assessment of like who actually does care? Who, who around me will put the time to show up? Like if I started a... If I put on a party, who would show up to the party, you know, and, and really genuinely taking stock of that, not, not defaulting to assuming no, and not defaulting to over assuming either that like, of course, anybody will show up, but like, maybe actually putting on a party <laughs> and finding out who shows up. Um, I do that with, again, with these mental wellness open mic nights, I, I tag a bunch of people, I tag people I know who I've built rapport with, who I have, you know, at least lose connections with. And uh, I see who either responds and says, like, I'm sorry, I'm busy, which is fine. That's still feedback. Or if they show up, you know, that gives me information about where I stand with people and where people stand with me. And I think that's an important thing to um, take stock of every once in a while. You know, and I, I feel like I hadn't taken stock of that in a, in a long time and uh, really get to know, like, you know, who has my best interest at heart? Sometimes that's personal. Sometimes that's business. Sometimes that's like really close relationships. That could be your partner, like asking questions about that, right? And um, and even airing out some, if you have insecurities about a person, you know, uh, you're not sure what they think of you. And uh, I usually just say, I'm usually pretty transparent when I am struggling with that. I'm like, I'm having a real hard time. I feel kind of embarrassed. I'm actually like really not good at emotions and I'm not really good at assuming what people think of me. So I just want to check in. Are we cool? Um, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I think those um, little disclaimers are, are a pretty good start. And I, I, I tend to default to adding a couple of emojis at the end of most of my 
uh, texts. Uh, if it's like a long string and I, it's like a period at the end of the big sentence, so to speak, I'll put like a heart and the sunglasses guy and the rock hands. And that's just kind of my signature. And I'll do that. So I, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not an emoji specialist. <laughs> I just have a default go-to, but it's my like default signal of friendliness, right? And I think that's the other side of it is like how how am I palatable, right? How am I understandable? Because there's one side of being an INTP where it's like you have such great depth of understanding, or I have such great depth of understanding of a topic. It's like, okay, but what's the palatable version of that? How how do you make that understandable? How how can someone who doesn't know this stuff as an expert? How could they connect to it? Uh, how can you translate this in, in layman's terms so that you can build a connection? Because, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. As much as we as INTPs might think that we're secluded and one-sided and meant to be alone, no, it's not the truth. <laughs> it's just not the case. We're not built for that. No human being is built for isolation. And um, it just so happens that we take more time in isolation to build a theory or a framework or an idea or an innovation to present to people. And then that brings feedback. Now, the reason we're scared to get feedback or can be scared to get feedback is because we put a lot of energy into our thoughts or into our uh, expressions or opinions or whatever, right? And to get like a flippant piece of feedback over something we've poured hundreds of hours into and someone's like, eh, it's like, <laughs> um, you know, that can be uh, surprisingly frustrating. As much as it's easy to dismiss a lot of people's opinions, it can be really hard to get an opinion from someone we care about that's really close to us that we really want them to like it. It's like a three-year-old presenting a drawing to their mom, and the mom's like, eh, this is crap. The kid's like, what do you mean? I put a lot of work into this, right? <laughs> and you'll even like notice yourself. I notice myself. I kind of, I almost sound like a three-year-old or I feel like it. I, like I feel small when I'm really emotional. I feel like, I feel, um, there's uncertainty, of course. When we get to the lower functions, we feel uncertainty. But it's, it's, uh, it's unwieldy. It's, it's. It's just, it's uncomfortable. It's, um, I feel incompetent is kind of the word. I just feel like this is not my space. I'm not good at this. Uh, but I know it needs, to, I know something needs to come out or I know I need, I need a need. <laughs> I need someone to predict what I'm feeling and comfort me and uh, hug me and put a blanket on me and show me care through action. You know, and um, I think that's like a big thing I processed recently. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Was this disparity between words and action? Like, it's one thing to just, like, sit with someone and be like, you're amazing, you're so brilliant, you're so lovely, and blah, 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 blah. But if the actions don't back that up, then, like, what, 
why? Like, it's it, it's you know, I think I've experienced uh, uh, some disparity there in growing up, and that was really frustrating. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to it. And uh, these days, when I get into a grip, especially, it's like extra clingy and then I have extra needs and uh, working on communicating those um, that's probably a different video for how to communicate those but usually it comes in the form of just owning and admitting that like I'm in a weird place I don't feel like myself uh, I'm kind of emotionally drained and I could really use some support um, but specifically naming the support as like action like I need someone to make dinner for me or I need someone to um, not do tasks. That's a TE thing. That's an extroverted thinking thing. But to like tuck me in, <laughs> give me a hug, um, unprompted. Don't ask what I want. Just do it. Right. That kind of thing. So, you know, and some of it is stuff I'm I'm updating uh, connections with my wife around because Molly and I, you know, she uses FI, I use FE, and um, you know, we just have different ways of connecting and different ways of understanding each other so um you know that's that's always a challenge it's a challenge in any relationship if you have different functions going on to to make those connections and her and i actually made a course about that it's on the udemy page uh, if you follow the links below there's udemy courses one's called intp relationships like finding and maintaining uh, relationships for intps and that features molly and we both work together to talk about that so you can go check that out um, I think, you know, I think right now as I'm kind of getting out of it, I'm not, I don't know if I'm really out of it. I think I have a lot of external expressing to do. I think I've been like recognizing where I am and, um, knowing what I need to do, but now it's action taking time, right? So I have the thing I'm hosting tonight. I have this video I'm making, there's probably one or two more I need to get out because there's just like a lot of energy. I just need to like, it's like I need to vomit <laughs> a lot of emotions and, um, you know, finding different places for them. So hopefully in the course of me, you know, doing this kind of word vomit that it was actually interesting to you uh, in some way, shape or form. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll try to actually I've been running this, the transcripts for these videos through uh, whisper and then running them through um, it, it spits out show notes so hopefully there's some succinct uh, breakdown of what this video is about because I feel a little all over the place but uh, kind of owning it that's just like the nature of where I am right now and um, so I'd love to know about you like what what comes up for you like what are some behaviors you get into when you are dealing with an emotional grip uh, what does that look like for you? What does it feel like? Um, what do you tend to do? What helps you if you have anything that helps you? I'd be really curious about that because I'd love to aggregate some of that stuff and make future videos like sharing some uh, community created, uh, user generated um, uh, uh, bits of advice and support for other INTPs to take. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm working on an offering for an eight week I think it's like six week or eight week. I have it outlined, but I, I need to work out some details for a uh, larger offering, a one-on-one -on -one offering for working with me as an INTP, going through each function 
and then also incorporating what I'm calling the three wisdoms, which is really the three centers of intelligence in the Enneagram. It's head, heart, and gut. But if we connect these to the cognitive functions and then also understand how we can get in alignment with those, even outside of the functions, like when we get into a good resourced space, when um, you know we're well taken care of and everything's good, we can push beyond being an INTP. Like our identity is not being an INTP, right? Our identity is, is a soul level much more complicated than that. Or, or much more simple, I guess, <laughs> you can put that. Um, but really these three centers are an interesting way to start to get into alignment. And I also have a course on Udemy about the three centers. Uh, you can check those out in the comments below. There's a couple INTP related ones. There's the Three Wisdoms course, which is one of my best works, I think, in recent memory. But the idea of the, the six week kind of one-on-one uh, -on -one offering is to do a confirmation typing session slash uh, uh, three wisdom session to kind of identify which bias you have. And then working together through the cognitive functions to see how that tunes to each function and how you can uh, grow in various spots, right? So playing with the details of that, but if that generally sounds interesting, leave a comment below and and let me know because um, I'm just i trying to get some feedback and figure out what uh, what's working here. So if you've made it this far, I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Uh, and um, uh, since this was about extroverted feeling, I'm going to drop a video here about extroverted feeling. Uh, there's two of them, actually. I, I got a couple videos about extroverted feeling. One is about the grip and one is about what it is in general, just talking about the uh, cognitive function of extroverted feeling. I've been C-Note, aka Krishna Rivera, and I'll catch you in the next video. See ya.